my people they slaughter Last year alone in the dead zone Walk straight but don't walk late Cause I'm coming with a hate only made from what it made me It's six o'clock It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio in dot dot FM and dot SF uh, so just as the announcement, Joke Workshop will be continuing even after the storefront closes. It will be moving to Gallery Orama at 6 o'clock on Monday nights out there on Polk Street in the deep, deep whatever that is, part of town. But so Mondays we'll be moving to Gallery Orama with uh, thanks to Katie Petro. And Mark Neuer will be uh, running that. So uh, have no fear. All of the open mics will continue until June of 2024. And then all you fuckers are on your own. All right. We have an unusually larger list than normal. Uh, I guess people are back from whatever COVID vacation they took. Uh, and we are, your first comedian is here all the way from New York. It's exciting that he's with us this week. We'll probably be seeing him everywhere, which is exciting and wonderful. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody, for the very funny and wonderful Ian Levy. Oh, boy. Hello. Yes, I'm back. I'm actually only here for a few more. For I leave tomorrow back to New York, so I've done my thing. I was here for a sister's wedding. Uh, and I heard mutiny was going down, so I came down to sink with the ship. So here we are. That's good. Um, it's the first place I ever did comedy, so that's that's exciting. So this is where it all started. Where this is where the beginning of the end of my life started. So I've made nothing but bad decisions. Okay, here we go. Heard a lot of weird, a lot, uh, a lot of jokes in this room. A lot of yeah, probably. Lord, do you remember any? Uh, uh, never mind. I'm not gonna. I was almost. Um, I'll just talk about whatever I was gonna talk about. I uh, I don't like how uh, much I care about physical attraction. I put too much. On it, my brain puts too much weight on it on other people because my heart tells me like I want someone who I can like laugh with and grow with and someone I can grow old with and someone who cares about me and someone with a sense of humor. And then I'll see someone with big tits and I'll be like, good enough. Okay, let's do that. I don't care about any of that stuff actually. And so I'm a shallow man and nothing matters, but uh, that's good. I found, uh, uh, I, I've been thinking about killing myself by jumping onto the Golden Gate Bridge. So, you know, mix it up a little bit. Zach Wiseman one for you. So that threw in some old jokes. Yeah. I found a cigarette on the ground recently and I picked it up and started smoking it and someone was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Is my poison dirty? Okay, that's a, okay, there you go. That's a Zach Wiseman joke. I, um, I flew here from New York and on the plane there were cats. Someone brought a cat on the plane and uh, the cat was like crying on the, we were, we were taking off and the cat was going like meow, meow. And it was very annoying, uh, but then suddenly uh, another cat was also on the plane, and it heard the first cat, so the second cat started crying, almost outcrying. So on the flight, there's a... And then the flight attendants weren't coming to any of the people. They were trying to, like, calm the cats down. So then I was worried I wasn't going to get my drink, you know. So I, I started going... You know, so that we were all just going... So that everyone on the plane was going... Okay, there we go. Fun one. That's good. 
I um uh yeah, that's hey everyone do me a favor, put your hands up in the air. Everyone put your hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. Uh, do you ever think how hard it would be to be a tree? Is anyone just doing that all day? That's Ethan Alberts. I don't know. I'm trying to remember other people's jokes I used to watch here all the time. Uh, uh, boy. I, uh, San Francisco hasn't changed too much. I, I can't find, oh, okay, I'll just do jokes. I, my, uh, I can't find, uh, I, I have a friend who says he was suggesting that I should try watching a pornography with my significant other. He's like, it's a fun activity to do. And unfortunately, none of my uh, partners like watching subtitled movies. So that's the kind I, it's usually something from Eastern Europe that you can't find in the States. Okay, there we go. There's that one. I, uh, I think women are, are judged unfairly when it comes to sex. It's a little, because... It's the only time that people, it's considered for women, it's considered better to have less experience as a subject, you know? Because if I was like trying to hire a contractor to build me a house, I would never look at his resume and be like, ah, I see you've built 30 houses before. Uh, so will you just build a house for anyone? Uh, am I not special to you? Do I mean nothing? Okay, there you go. I believe in the sanctity of the homeowners association. Okay, you gonna, you gonna horn me? There we go, okay. I figured I would uh, end uh, my set by doing the first joke I ever did at Mutiny Radio, and uh, I was the last person on the list, and I've worked my way up, and now I get to be the first person on the list. So, oh baby, showbiz is going, it only took me eight years, so it's going well. But Pam was very nice, and she made the three people who were trying to leave stay and watch my set, and they all politely nodded, and no one laughed, so... But the first joke I ever wrote uh, for stand-up was about the first joke I actually ever wrote when I was seven. I wrote, uh, what do you call a dog on fire? A uh, hot dog. You know, that's not a very good joke. But I remember telling my mom that. I remember going to her and be like, Mom, Mom, I just wrote a joke. Uh, she's like, oh, yeah, what's dear? And I went, what do you call a dog on fire? And she went, what? I went, a hot dog. And my mom got kind of uh, serious, I remember. She kind of something you saw, like, spark it right. And I remember she got down to my level, and she just said, if only uh, your father were still alive to hear you tell that joke, you know, um, he would have killed himself all over again, okay? Because not only is it not fun, it's derivative bullshit, and I wish he was still here, and you were the one who ended your own life. May God have mercy on your soul. Okay, that's the first joke I ever wrote. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Give it up for Beauty Radio. That's my time. Yay. Clever hands together for Ian Levy. Yay. He came back. That's so nice. Uh, all right, your next comedian. He's new to the room. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Cole. How we living, team? Woo! Glad to hear it. You know, they call me Captain Cole because if you stick with me, I will guide you to tips that will take you to a high quality of living. Like, all of my coaches have always said, the fastest way to get a job done is to stop complaining. But that's not true. You can complain the entire fucking time. The fastest way to get a job done is OSHA violations. 
Uh, as you can probably guess, I am a metalhead. Uh, that's only because the first time I went driving, I was so excited, I decided to make out with the freeway. So, but I was dead for 30 days, so I guess that makes me the real Technicolor superstar. Unfortunately, I have no musical talent, so here we are, a rock and roll refugee trying to make travel pay for itself. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I believe that we all draw from and contribute to the same spirit of humanity. And we have to kill it with money. You know, uh, sorry, I forgot this bit. Uh, oh, <laughs> America. For a small convenience charge, the, ch the lesser of all evils will be chosen for you. Right? You know, I will take what's fucking obvious for 800, Miriam. Flip the fucking tables over. <gasps> oh, I know this one. What, what, what the fuck would Jesus do? Right? <laughs> I got one left. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just want to take a, a vow of poverty. I want to cruise the earth in my Jeep. And I just want to have all the banks get flipped on their heads. You know, I'm feeling cute. I might get deleted by the Romans later. <laughs> um, oh, I'm not looking, you know... I'm not looking to make a fortune, but I did get into comedy to make myself a prophet, or as my therapist calls, a messiah complex. <laughs> now, as you probably guess, I am no stranger to the vague advice of you need a therapist, and I vaguely agree. Unfortunately, it all came from a list of exes that have done more cheating than Barry Bonds. Yeah, that's the joke to do in San Francisco. Woo! Um... You know, but I, it reminds me of, of uh, a story where I was going out with a groupie and we were leaving the, the movies and she, and as the conversation goes, she was asking, is it about the head or the shaft? And I will finish that up real quick. Um, um, head or the shaft. I was so excited to share my medical knowledge with her. I explained that when the Y chromosome kicks in, it takes, the clitoris takes its best friend, the gonads, and they Thelma and Louise their way out of the body as far as they fucking can. And they turn to each other and they go, bro life. Okay. I have one other college graduate in the room. That's terrific. Uh, oh, never mind. Um, Oh, so when we got back to her place, she was so excited to use a feminine hygiene product on me that I have just recently learned is called a womanizer. And it's this little vibrator that just goes right on the bean. And she took this and used it on the end of my penis. And I swear, I'm an American, but ever since then, I have identified as a lesbian. I'm Captain Cole. That's my time. Thank you. Captain Cole, everyone. Distancing himself from his audience with strange scientific references, but then going back to sex like a professional. Your next comedian, clap your hands wildly for Paul Robertson. 
Okay. Uh, uh, a lot of friendly faces that I know. That's, and then the Hunaid. And Hunaid. Um, uh, I'm Asian. Thank you. Deserves a big round of applause. Rafi, white guy. Next joke. I just wrote that knowing Rafi would be here. I am Asian. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you again, Rafi. This is a tag I wrote knowing that Rafi would not clap the second time. <clears throat> so I'm Asian. Thank you, Rafi. Thank you, Rafi. Um, Asians uh, are the model minority. Best best minority. Uh, one of the reasons that we're the model minority is because uh, statistically low crime, statistically low crime, but I don't trust any of that. I think there's a definite hint of racism in all of these decisions uh, because I know a lot of shitty Asians who commit crimes. And I realized uh, the reasons why we have low crime is because Americans are asked to do something that they can't do, which is pick Asians out of a police lineup. Not easy to do from 20 feet away. You know, behind the glass, the witness is just like, this Asian roulette, I'm going to put it all on yellow guy five. They have the same mother? Like, what the fuck? And then, uh, yeah. Really enthusiastic right now. I uh, I think that we should offer some on-the-job training for people. Just to, I'm not a fan of crime. Lauren, are you a fan of crime? Yeah, me either. So here's what I propose we do. We're going to give on-the-job training for the crime. Policemen will be like, okay, witness A, you stand back 20 feet away. Holds up a photo. It's like, okay, can you differentiate the seven members of BTS is this Jimin or Sugar? It'll be like the optometrist. Jimin or Sugar? Jimin or, all right, this isn't getting anywhere. We're going to drop down a row. Bigger row, like the DMV. We're going to drop down to a bigger row. I'll give you a hint. Can you identify this man? It's Korea's most famous man for the last 12 years. The witness will be like, oh, yeah, yeah that's easy. He did uh, Gangnam Style. That's Psy. Uh, no, that's Kim Jong-un uh, there. Um, hey, dating. That's a good segue for my thing there. Uh, on the dating apps, people say, I, uh, I'm not here for, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Who the fuck decided to say that? It's from a song, right? And then you see them there on the app like four years later. I don't know what your idea of a long time is. I'm not going to wait that long for a pizza, though. Like, you know, it's just saying a pizza would be pretty old by then, crusty. All right, I'm Paul Robertson. Good night. Paul Robertson, everyone. Sex and pizza. Okay, your next comedian 
Clap your hands together for Brady Pearson. Hey, is this on? Yay. Oh my God. Hey, Mutiny Radio. Great to see some old faces, some really old faces. Hey, um, I'm not looking at you. Don't worry about it. I know. All right, everybody. So um, I'm going to try some, maybe some new stuff tonight. So you're going to have to bear with me while I do this. Oh, I just want to say that I don't know if Asians are the model minority because um, gay people are the model minority, right? We do everything for you people. We do your hair. We make you look fabulous. We do all of that for you. Well, the other gays, I don't do much. I just get up here and think I'm funny. But, um, so yeah, I'm just really excited that everything's been going on. I mean, um, I was born over 50 years ago and... Well, yeah, thank you. This, it looks this good. People ask me, I can't believe you're over 50. You don't look like you're over 50. You have y'all a question? What does over 50 look like to you? Is it this? This good? Is this amazing? And I keep thinking, like, going back, like, I just never think, like, oh, my God, everything old is new again. It's amazing, you know? Like, we used to, gay rights is old, uh, that, that's old is new again. And I keep thinking, what, what's been going on? And what have I done with my life? I've had friends that have written books, had kids, had families. As a gay man, I don't do any of that. What have I done? How do I measure the life of a faggot? How does one do that? I think, hmm. The existential question is, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Now, are there any other cocksuckers in the room? Yeah, okay, oh, okay, good, 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 good. Okay, so I don't want this to be a lonely audience because oh, I have a question for those cocksuckers in the room. Um, pleasure or power? Pleasure power? No, no. Yeah. Both. Okay. And do you. That sounds like power, right? So I just want you to know that, like, all those cocksuckers have that, have that in common, definitely. Like, so I keep thinking, God, you know, like, so. If the average cock is, uh, you're six, Spencer? Next. Sure, you can. <laughs> I'll do it for you. I'll do it with you. It's called the reach around. It, it, it's, it's a comic thing. So, like, let's say one inch, one of that, that's a foot. Da da da, you go to 1,400 odd feet, it's a mile, keep going. So, how many, where, where would you be with that metric? Yeah, yeah. So where do you th where do you think he would be? One up, one down. How many miles do you think? Would you be okay? So would you be in Sacramento and back? Would you have made it to Sacramento? You're doubting it. So would you have made it across the street? Would you have made it across town? Berkeley. I love that. I mean, if, if it were real for me, I would have been like dug through the earth three times and around like a radius. You know, I feel like I want to share something with you guys, with y'all tonight. Like, um, I wasn't born gay. Uh, I, no, I was, uh, I'm only gay because I went to a straight gay conversion camp in a place called uh, Lake Putitinmi, Wisconsin. Oh, camp Putitinmi was amazing. We would run to the mess hall and 
we would sing the theme song, and it goes a little something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I'm yours, in the pink, that's nice. Put it in me, put it in me every day. Thank you, I'm Brady, have a great evening. Put it in him every gay, yay, gay, yay, yay. Maybe we'll let's have a let's have a gay rock block. Lauren, you want to go up? Okay. Uh, you're next. We're up. We're in the middle of a gay rock block, everyone. Uh, we're gonna. I'm I'm gonna take her to the Isle of Lesbos. It's the mecca for lesbians. As people go to Mecca to circle it three times, we're going to see if she can circle three women in a week. Here we go. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Woo! Woo! Lesbos, here we come. Woo! Woo! I'm excited to go. I haven't, I've never been to Greece, so it will be exciting. Um, I was thinking about the word pretty. We say pretty near... Pretty far, pretty ugly, pretty soon. It's an odd adjective. When you think about it, how far is pretty far? Is it cute far? Is it handsome far? Maybe it's beautiful far. We don't know. But there's also how far humankind has come. It's pretty far. When you think about it, you couldn't communicate to a far. Now I'm stuck on the word far. But... A long time ago, we couldn't tell Myron that his Zadie had died because he was too far away. I wish Myron lived closer. Well, we'd just have to wait till we see him again. Now we can call Myron, text him, email, even video chat if we're feeling sociable. We can buy plane tickets and go tell Myron ourselves. And pretty, pretty soon, pretty far becomes pretty close. See how I did that three times in one sentence? And poor Myron loses his A-Day, which is pretty sad. But I can't end this joke on a sad note, so here is a random impression of Ga- uh, Gregory Peck. Oh, shit. Not di- All right, thank you. <laughs> not during my impression. Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. Gregory Peck, Atticus Finch. Scout! Thank you. If you know Gregory Peck, that was pretty good. And if you don't, you should get on that shit because useless trivia might just save your life one day. All right, fine. That's the, that's a new one. Um, I asked the universe to tell me something new, and the universe, in its wisdom, sent me the word queef. Yes, I kept thinking queef. And so I, I just like that's what you want me to know, queef. Okay, fine. So I asked Siri, and Siri went blank and disappeared. I broke Siri. So then I Googled queef, except I put an E on the end of it because I was an English major, and we do shit like that. And Google asked me, do you mean queef, Q-U-E-E-F, like it was mocking me and finding me lacking? For those of you who don't know, queef is just vaginal flatulence. It's just air moving out of your vagina, not yours, no. So then, all of a sudden, I queefed, 
And I think that was the universe just telling me that's how it's happened. That's how you know firsthand you should experience it. So be careful what you wish for because the universe may bequeath it to you. Ah! Long way to go for a dumb joke. All right, fine. <laughs> Names are interesting too. There's Thomas Wolfe and Michael J. Fox. But where is Gordon Gorilla or Eve Tarantula? There's Dane Cook and Karen Carpenter and Robert Taylor and little Bobby Baker. But where is Peter Proctologist or Johnny Pimp? And how come Margaret Pole Dancer's never in the news? She must be doing something right. Thank you. Okay, I'll end on this one. Um, I have OCD and people have asked me to explain the difference between obsessions and compulsions. When you have obsessions, you worry a lot. You avoid unlucky things like raisins. With compulsions, you repeat certain actions over and over. You touch and count whatever says, touch me, count me, one. Should you have both and you obsess all day about your compulsions, then you're fucked. Did I touch the kitchen table? When I left the kitchen, did I touch the table? It's Monday. I fight crime on Mondays. Fighting crime. Okay, I got to go. There's some people in another comedy club that I need to count. Laura Crowd, everyone. Thank you, Pam. Yay. Because of you, I haven't made oatmeal raisin cookies in like two years. So raisins are now unlucky and disgusting and scary. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay! Hello again. Um, my uh, my aunt, when I moved here, told me that. Um, but first of all, I should precede this by letting you know she's very conspiracy theory oriented, and we're from Texas, so. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so she told me when I moved here that uh, if I moved to San Francisco, she's like, you move there, you're going to start wearing dresses and calling yourself Chelsea or Brittany or Ethel. I was, <laughs> I was like, that's pretty dumb because I would just stay Kelly, obviously. Also, also Ethel. What the fuck kind of name is that? I'll, I'll be trans, but I'm not a fucking loser. Jesus. Some fucking 80-year-old racist Jew. All right. No, sorry. That was too far. Uh, I I was talking to somebody recently, and we, we saw, we were like, had a server, and uh, they they seem rude. And then eventually, my friend was like, oh, she's just got a resting bitch face. And I was like, well, that's a rude thing to say about somebody. We, I, It's funny. We still use that. It's so disrespectful. Like, you would never say that to her face, you know, her bitchy fucking face it is you don't say yeah thank you pam is like i can see at least pam laughing in the booth um <laughs> i really don't have anywhere else for that and i don't really give a shit enough to really put the effort in on it uh um let's see uh i was uh i'll do this for pam since um it's a variation of an old joke that i know she liked um i you guys ever watch cartoons do you like cartoons there we go yeah uh they've changed a lot I realized like that you can't really have GI Joe anymore. Um, it's a little too patriotic. First of all, you can't be that patriot. Like nobody's that patriotic anymore. Make some noise if you love America. We got one guy outside smoking a cigarette. That's where you belong. Stay out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
No, you can't. Like, I can't. I definitely can't be a patriot. You fucking can't be a white patriot. You try. You can't even Google white patriot. That'll the FBI will show up at your house and recruit you probably. Uh, but the GI Joe is like this insanely patriotic show. Also, just for the fact that like the end of the show, they don't always do like a PSA for kids. And always be like, some kid is like, hey, we're going to go jump this power line. And then the guy would be like, well, don't do that, you fucking idiot. That is, that's dumb, you know? It's mostly outdoor stuff. It's like, ah, don't talk to strangers. They'll kidnap you. Or like, uh, don't try to jump a ditch that's too big. It was all stuff that's outdoor. It, none of that applies anymore. How many kids are going outside it's like now it's it would have to be something for a kid who's like ah taking a photo of his dick. He's like I'm gonna send it to a woman online. He's like that's not a woman, Tommy. That's somebody from Albania. They're gonna they're gonna fucking charge you five thousand dollars not to tell your family you got a small dick. All right. Uh, also, it just made me think like how hard is it to kidnap children now? It's got to be a challenge, you know, because they're never outside anymore. You know, you really got to do your research and like fake a personality and create like a lot of subterfuge going on. You know, you have to be like, I'm in a Fortnite. I don't know. You got to learn what Fortnite is. I mean, they're making these child molesters really work for it. All right. <laughs> uh, fuck. I should just end there. Um, I, uh, I was just like, I mean, there's a lot of, we all do like a lot of dating material comedians in general do dating material and i realize realize it's just because all comics are single most of the time you know because we're fucking first of all we're insane people just insane narcissistic sociopaths but second of all it's we do this every night all this without fail every single night if you can you're doing this try dating a person like that you're like, oh, I found a really cool tapas restaurant I want to check out. And then we're like, uh, I have to perform in Hayward for eight people in a basement. Stop trying to crush my dreams, Chelsea, you bitch. Anyway, I got to go to Hayward. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Kelly Evans, everyone. Who's got a show in Hayward now that Sean Boyles is dead? Does someone have a show in Hayward that I don't know about? Sean was the only one. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like crass about it. He was a buddy of mine too, but he's the only one that I knew that had a show in Hayward. There's other shows in Hayward? Wow. Cool. I didn't know about that. I'd, I'd like to go to the basement sometime. Uh, all right. Your next comedian, so funny and wonderful. He's headlining Cobbs on December 10th. That's a Sunday. Put your hands together for Spencer Devine. Hey, drugs are serious, okay? Don't take them lightly. Drugs are serious. You don't believe me? Lauren is 23, okay? <laughs> Fucking drugs. And ever since, ever since we were kids, okay, that we've been told one message. Don't say, just say no to drugs. Not don't say no. You can say no. They're like, just say no to drugs. Just say no. And I think that, is an extremely limited answer pool. Okay, you don't know the questions I'm going to get asked. What if someone's like, hey, Spencer, do you want to pass up on these drugs? 
no they just say no it's all i've been told spencer do you have a problem i wish i had a problem i'm looking in my basket of answers no 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 spencer put down the gun no like it's not a problem like i don't know the problem like oh this is this is your brain this is your brain on drugs like i want my brain on drugs on toast like i am so hungry all of the time it's like they didn't even get the they didn't even get the eggs the type of eggs right okay are you trying to tell me that a drug addiction is over easy it's not it's a long and arduous journey they had a fucking softball pitch scrambled scrambled your brain on drugs scrambled i don't know who fucked it up if it was big drug or big egg but someone should be held accountable that's all i'm saying all our favorite things are getting canceled okay because they're we're realizing they're problematic uh the musical grease is getting canceled because they finally realized that it's problematic language and i'm like it's a musical about teenagers of course it's problematic language it's like if it if they wrote it today it would just born to finger bang baby born to finger bang baby you gotta throw in some claps if you're a good finger banger uh yeah like of course it's problematic language kanicki was a monster okay we all know kanicki was a monster it's just summer loving gave her a mint if you put on gloves you won't leave no prints what the fuck kanicki no one was concerned about that but even worse than ancient Gre even worse than the musical grease fucking ancient grease okay no one's been paying attention just been resting on their laurel branches his i i fixed it that's historically accurate not olive branches laurel branches are you know they're native to grease uh but hey you know no one's been paying attention to oh greece is the father of invention they loved learning you know what ancient greece loved more than learning young boys they loved them so much that they invented the word for a much older man loving a much younger boy it's called pedagogy okay and that sounds like a pokemon it's <laughs> It just evolves into a pedophile. No fun surprises. The entirety of ancient Greece was Chris Hansen's To Catch a Philosopher. It's like, what do you got there, Aristotle? Nothing. We're going to translate some scrolls. Then what's that fermented fig juice doing in there? Ooh, that's not mine. It's because uh, it's a much older man essentially would trade education to, for sexual favors with a much younger man. If you don't get what that means, it's like you go to school and no matter how good you do, your teacher always gives you a D. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, yes, in the musical Grease, they do call Grease Lightning a pussy wagon. That is problematic language. But you know what a pussy wagon was in ancient Greece? Well, I fucked that joke up. Okay. So, you know, sometimes in Greece, you could just get murdered by a lion from the mountains. Not a mountain lion, just a regular-ass lion that lived in the mountains for the view. 
Okay. In the musical Greece, they call it a pussy wagon problematic language. You know what a pussy wagon was in ancient Greece? It was the cart that they carried around to pick up your body when you were murdered by a lion from the mountains. That would have been so much better in order. But we did it. We did our best. Okay, thank you so much. I'm Spencer Devine. Hooray for Spencer Devine. Go see him at Cobbs on December 10th. Uh, it's going to be a great show. And get your tickets now because it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Raphael Wolfgang. Yay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. How are we doing, Mutiny? Woo! All right. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm doing great. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about myself. Uh, I grew up very poor. Uh, I was raised in a very poor family. I know that might be kind of surprising uh, to some of you guys. Uh, someone told me the other day I have resting privileged little bitch face. And uh, not going to lie, I definitely see it. 100%. I definitely see it. I look like... And honestly, with a name like Raphael Wolfgang... I'm honestly a little pissed I ended up being poor. Like, what the fuck kind of name is that for a fucking poor person? Raphael Wolfgang? Who names their kid Raphael Wolfgang and then just goes on to make zero dollars for the rest of their life? It's such a weird fucking decision. I'll tell you who. A musician. That's who. Um, why am I saying Hugh like that? Who? Who? <laughs> Raphael Wolfgang, dude. Seriously. What an insanely German name, too. I already look enough like a Nazi. I really don't need the name to just fucking back that up. Think of the name like Adolf Hitler, right? Adolf Hitler. That's a Nazi name, right? That's a good Nazi name. I mean, it's not a good... It's a Nazi name. <laughs> Adolf Hitler's... If I told you Adolf Hitler had a son named Raphael Wolfgang, you'd be like, that makes perfect sense. Of course he does. Sure he does. Of course. That's a perfect name for Hitler's son. All right, cool. Ditching the Nazi stuff. Um, <clears throat> I, was born in a, I was born in 1997, uh, so I have a weird relationship with the internet. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, like, do you guys remember when the internet was all fucked up for a little while? Like, the early days of the internet, there was all sorts of weird... Fucked up websites and shit, you know what I mean? Like I saw Two Girls, One Cup when I was eight years old, and that was pretty fucked up, right? Like I saw that shit when I was eight years old. That means the first boob I saw had poop on it. It was really fucked up, dude. To this day, I can only masturbate on the toilet. It really left some permanent damage. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Fucking Two Girls, One Cup, dude. Sucks. And also, I was born in 97, so I don't remember uh, 9-11. Uh, it was weird. I'm like the first year I was four. I don't remember 9-11. Two Girls, One Cup was pretty much my 9-11. Fucking everything changed. Nothing was the same. America changed. I was just sitting there staring at the TV screen like, oh my God. Oh my God. We need to kill whoever did this shit. We need to drop a fucking bomb on these people or something. I Seriously. It's fucked up because I don't know who did Two Girls, One Cup, but I know who didn't do Two Girls, One Cup. Bin Laden. He had nothing to do with it. I swear to God. Why are we out there bombing Bin Laden? Why are we out there in the Middle East just bombing random brown people? You know which brown people who should have been bombing? The white girls covered in poop, I think. That's who we should have been bombing. Oh, whatever. All right. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, so I'm one of those people that uh, onions make me cry. Uh, onions make me cry. Not for the reason you think, though. It's because my mom used to chop onions uh, before she beat me. And it made me cry a lot. It did. It made me cry so much. That's why I cry when I chop onions now. Because I know I'm about to beat my kid. 
It's a rocky set, huh? Jesus. All right. All right. This is a very depress very depressing uh some depressing jokes coming out of my mouth right now. All right. Uh I'm going to leave it at that. I don't have time for another one. Thank you guys. Keep it going for your host everybody. Woo! I've never seen two girls one cup, probably because it would make me cry. Uh, I can chop onions though. Okay, uh, your next comedian is going to be Hunaid, and then JB. You're the new guy. You'll be up after him. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Hunaid Shakur. Yay! Ooh. Um, I'm just going to put it back. Uh, when I first started comedy a long time ago, I started at Brainwash, and then. After I quit and then I started again, I came back here. So it's cool to know that I'm two for two in getting the first open mic I go to closed down. So, um, uh, I got to travel to Europe this year and I noticed in Europe they really enjoy smoking. Um, and it looks really nice because they're just out on the plaza having a coffee and cigarette. And I was like, I want to try this. So I bought my first pack of cigarettes and I pulled up a chair at the plaza and started smoking, and then I remembered uh, I don't have free health care. So I was like, this is a free health care activity. Um, uh, I've never really believed in a higher power, but I recently had an experience that has me rethinking that. I was at the doctor's office, and for a multitude of pre-existing conditions, I am at a higher risk for throat cancer, which is weird because I was like, I can't do my favorite thing in the world, which is talking shit. Um, and it's like, I feel like God was just like, you know, that's enough out of you. <laughs> You're gonna. Um, and I was really quiet when the doctor told me. And then he's like, I don't know why people always do that when I tell them they might get throat cancer. It's like, you don't have it yet. You can still talk. Um, I think one of the best moments when you're a little kid is when you get to dress yourself for the first time. And I remember when I was in elementary school, my mom was like, Kunaid, you can dress yourself today. Um, I did. And then that's the first day that I was called gay. <laughs> I was like, Mom, you can dress me for the rest of my life now. Uh, I don't trust myself. Um, I don't know if you, so at Walgreens, they lock up everything in San Francisco because they don't want people to steal. And I was like, for that, I mean, it takes a long time to get your shit, but I was just like, yeah, people shouldn't steal. I got to pay, so other people should pay. And then uh, I had to stand in the long ass line at Walgreens. I was like, I wish more people had stolen shit so this line could be shorter. <laughs> this is, um, so I was reading the news and fast food companies are scared. They're scared that Americans are going to eat less shit because there's new obesity medication that prevents hunger. And I was just like, that's a very American problem to fight one disease from one giant corporation with pharmaceuticals. You know, like the only like we can't stop eating shit. We need drugs. We'll take a drug to stop eating shit. I don't know, I'm just working. just my thoughts. Um, it's weird when I was like a young kid. I was accused of being a terrorist, which is weird for a 12-year-old. And now as an adult, I get accused of working in tech, which is almost equivalent. Um, and I think work like tech is a much more effective way of undermining American democracy. Like someone should have told bin Laden he didn't need Al-Qaeda. He just needed a good algorithm, you know? I mean, if I were to come up with like 
a social media for suicide bombers, I don't think I could come up with a better name than TikTok, you know? All right, thank you. Hooray, very funny stuff from Munaid Shakur, yay. Uh, your next comedian is uh, pretty new to the room, pretty new to us, clap your hands together to JB, yay! Yes, indeed. Thank you for sticking by. Thank you for sticking by. Um, I recently moved here to the city. I also recently got out of a serious relationship. It was three years long, and it was college love. We met in college. We graduated together. She was local, and uh, she wanted to be chef there, so we were going to do long distance. So she was like, can we talk before you move? I was like, yeah, sure. And we were talking, and she was like, Jay, you're going to meet a lot of girls there. Will you cheat on me? I was like, babe, never. I'll never fucking cheat on you. So I dumped her and moved to the city. Uh, I thought I would be clapping cheeks, but boy, was I wrong. A few of my female friends were kind enough to point out a few uh, red flags, which you guys are looking at right now, Crocs. That's right. They were like, Jay, you're wearing Crocs everywhere now. And so red flag. At first, I couldn't understand. I was like, you guys are just haters. They're like, no, it gives broke boy wipes. I'm like, what do you mean? I couldn't see it. But then, now I notice, ever since I have started wearing Crocs to Panda Express, they have stopped asking me if I want to donate to Children's Hospital. And even if I say, oh, round my payment up for the donations, they go, nah, bro, you don't have to do this. And they keep telling me about the rewards. They're like, you can get this shit for cheaper, bro. That's crazy. That's not the only red flag I have, though. I uh, found out I have an Android. That's a red flag. I found it the hard way, though. I was like, bars in SF with shoes on because they don't allow you with Crocs. And I was trying to raise this girl up. And it's working. And I go, can I have your number? And she goes, yeah, of course. I pull out an Android. You know how she rejected me? She didn't go, oh, I forgot I have a boyfriend. She went, nah, bro. Just nah. It was um, Moving to SF, um, uh, people warned me that it's, uh, the crime rates are going up. It's a very shady city. But I didn't experience anything. It's been four weeks now. I moved to a good neighborhood, you know. As a matter of fact, the closest I have been to a robbery or like in a situation was on my way here. I was just walking. There was a shady alley and there was no one but an old lady with the purse on. And I was like, fuck, I could rob her. I think it was you. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I am uh, thinking of buying an iPhone though. So I kept asking my friends who have an iPhone, so, oh, why should I buy an iPhone? They didn't have any answers but to say, oh, uh, blue messages, Jay. Like, what the fuck? But no, I, I feel like iPhone is a cult. I have noticed um, because I kept uh, questioning them and they were trying to like not answer. They're like, oh, it's coo cool, it's cool. And I asked my friend, just like, oh, what iPhone do you have? And he was like, iPhone 13. And I didn't even say anything and he was like, Oh, I was gonna buy iPhone 14, but then I remembered I only buy prime numbers. I like, bro, you don't have to come up with a reason. You're broke. So, yeah, that's all. That's all I have. Thank you. Yeah.
Keep your hands clapping for JB, everyone. He has an Android. I have an Android, too. Maybe that's why no one wants to date me. Uh, or it could be my malicious personality. Your next comedian is going to be Jacob Stinson, and then it'll be Denise. Put your hands together, everyone, for Jacob Stinson. I also have an Android. And I actually asked a girl recently if that would help, like if I switch, and she was just like, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I, I guess, not the answer I wanted. Uh, I went on a date with a girl last week, and the next day she texted me a uh, few texts, and I think she sent them in the wrong order. Uh, she said, you should get tested. And then, an <laughs> yeah, that was the first text. And then the next text was like an hour later. She was like, oh, I have COVID. <laughs> right, there you go, yeah. Laugh at that one too, please. Uh, and then uh, this weekend, I went on a date with a girl. And halfway through the date, um, she, well, I, I'm like known. I feel like I maybe I messed up my dates because I'm like almost too non-threatening. That guy's going to text a date. You should get tested. Uh, that was a reference to COVID. Uh, but, uh, okay, I'm just going to start that over. So uh, I think uh, I messed up a lot of my dates because I'm like almost like too non-threatening. Like I'm not aggressive enough. And on a date this weekend, I had a girl in the middle of the date tell me she wasn't interested. I was like, wow, she must feel really, like I, I think I'm almost not threatening enough. All right, if she feels okay telling me that during the day. Okay, that didn't work. Female, male to female violence is not funny. Got it. Um, so anyways, been eating a lot of Red Baron frozen pizzas lately. Yeah, great pizza. Weird mascot choice. If you don't know who the Red Baron is, he was the uh, top fighter pilot for Germany in World War I. And now he's a pizza. I personally found that pretty weird. So I looked up when it came out in the 1970s. Not that big of a time gap, right? That's like if in 30 years, you could buy Osama Bin Laden macaroni and cheese. Like, I just don't think Germany's grocery stores are selling General Patton Wiener Schnitzel. General Patton, famous American war general, fought in both World War I and World War II. That's kind of insane. Imagine fighting in a world war and being able to say, don't worry, guys, I've done this before. He, uh, when he applied to... I don't know if you apply to fight in a war, but when he applied to fight in World War II, that must have been a pretty easy decision to let him in. It's like being it's like applying to be an astronaut and under experience it says bend to the moon. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm dropping a lot of like war facts and references on you. You can blame my white Midwestern father for that one. He loves world wars like I love Star Wars. My favorite is Star Wars Episode Two: The Empire Strikes Back. His favorite is World Wars... Oh, fuck, I fucked that up. His favorite is World Wars Episode... Wait, what? It's five, actually, and I fucked up. Because it's supposed to say his, his favorite is World Wars Episode Two: Germany Strikes Back. I'll try to like get him to uh, watch Star Wars with me, but he doesn't really quite get it. He's not that into it kind of confuses him. He'll be like, wait, who, who are the good guys? Who are the bad guys? And I'll be like, all right, Dad, for the last time, Germany's the empire, the allies are the rebel alliance, and uh, the French are the Ewoks. 
All right. Thank you very much. I'm Jacob Stinson. Yay, Jacob Stinson. I'm sorry I ruined your joke. The Ewok part at the end is very funny. Yay, for people who like Star Wars. And they have cute accents that no one can understand. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Denise Lee. I'm in a, I'm in a really good mood because I took out my Invisalign before I got on stage. So I'm ready to party. Uh, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to wear my Invisalign 22 hours a day, but, uh, after a show this weekend, one of my friends was like, I think your Invisalign is hindering your sets. And I was like, it's not hindering my set. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I see the if you now, <laughs> which I feel like is not very invisible of Invisalign. <laughs> so now I take it out before I get on stage. Um... I uh I feel I feel self-conscious about hearing my own voice because in high school uh everyone told me I had a deeper voice. Like I don't have like a man voice. I think I just have like a teenage boy's voice. Like uh like in high school they put me in the boys choir cuz they <laughs> didn't have enough boys. Uh and at the time I was like, "Oh yeah, that's totally cool. You know, the boys are super cute. I have crushes on all of them." And they also had crushes on each other. So we had that in common. That was nice. <laughs> uh, I, recently, I recently moved up a hill because of that saying, crime doesn't climb. Uh, and it's true, criminals don't like to climb hills, uh, but apparently neither do I. Like, I forget I also have to climb the hill. And then, and then I start to think, like, maybe, maybe all these people living in tents on the street, like, maybe they had the right idea. Like maybe they also just don't want to climb a hill to go home. And I think that's pretty smart of them. Okay, next. Uh, I love, uh, there's, there's this exercise trend in San Francisco I've noticed where like they, there's these group fitness classes that advertise themselves as boot camps. All these group fitness classes love calling themselves a boot camp, but nobody going to these classes would survive an actual boot camp, you know? Like the classes are like, this is the same workout as the U.S. Marines, and it's going to break you down physically, mentally, spiritually. And then it's just bitches and Lululemon who show up. Uh, and I'm one of those bitches. Um, I, I go to this class called Barry's Boot Camp, and I have no idea who Barry is, but I'm pretty sure he was not in the military either. Because uh, like the first time I showed up, I was like, where are the guns? You know, this is nothing like boot camp. <laughs> Um, but I love it because it's like such a good workout. Like the first time I took this class, I had such an endorphin rush that I was like, damn, exercise is better than any drug I've done. And then I was like, damn, I need to find better drugs. <laughs> uh, people, people in California love composting. Um, and it's really hard for me to get into it because I'm from Texas and I only just learned about recycling. You know, like I just I just started rinsing my soda cans, so give me another few years before I start like separating my eggshells. Um, I don't dislike composting. I just don't really understand it. Like like the way I feel about composting in California is how I feel about Christianity in Texas. You know, like I don't really think it matters, but I say it does just to not piss off my neighbors. Like apparently good things happen, but I haven't seen any miracles. Uh, I'm from Texas, but I've never been to 
a Trump rally. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind stumbling on one though. Like some of my friends get upset. They're still happening, but like, I don't know. I think Trump rallies could be fun because they probably have like really good snacks. <laughs> like I, I don't have to support Trump in order to support stealing snacks at a Trump rally. You know, <laughs> like I'll just I, I feel like I feel like getting snacks at a Trump rally is kind of like getting samples from Costco. You know, like I'll pretend I'm interested in whatever they're selling, but then I just like take their food. I'm like, let me think about it and then never go back. Okay, thank you. Easily, everyone. I imagine at Trump rallies that they have boxes and boxes of Entenmann's chocolate donuts. That's what I imagine. Just box upon box of Entenmann's chocolate donuts. Uh, your next comedian is going to be Ian, and then I'll tell you guys the list. It'll go Melissa, Kavita, Daraj, Melinda, and then Dan Guan. Um, and this is the biggest joke workshop I've had in like five months. So thank you guys for being here. It's been... It, I haven't had 18 people here, honestly, since... May. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Ian Langland. Thank you, Pam. Sorry for breaching your quarantine for a second. Um, hey, everybody. How are we? All right. I always think I'm uh, confident in my sexuality until I put on chapstick in public. That's usually what... Uh, Usually what checks me, you know, I, I I would scarf down like 10 bananas before putting on some Burt's Bees. That's just not a good, like, I have to purse my lips in a crowded setting. I don't, I don't want to be that guy, you know, which I don't like. I don't know why it's so feminine to have lubricated lips. I don't like that at all. So now I just have to like up the masculinity every time I put it on. I'm like, one, two. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. One time I put on chapstick and then my friend saw me do it and then he also put on chapstick. So we were doing it at the same time. And we all know the rule when that happens. You have to make out with your friend. That's the rule. So I don't make the rules. I just abide by them. Okay, you guys? Um, I remember being a kid and uh, I was always jealous of, of children of divorce because they got two Christmases. I always was like really jealous of that part. So when I, when I found that out, I immediately decided to homewreck my own family. So I went to my mom, I'm like, or I went to my dad, and I'm like, look, dad, I know mom doesn't go down on you anymore, so you got to just wrap this up by December. I'm trying to get a Wii and a PlayStation. Let's figure this out, okay? <laughs> I had another friend, uh, his, his parents were divorced, and his mom was Jewish, and his dad was, uh, was, was Catholic. So that's like nine days of presence that I was missing out on. So I went up to my mom, and I'm like, mom, you know who will really take care of you? Moses and Abraham. That's who's really going to going to make you feel good. Uh, I, I don't like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a fan of change. I hate getting, you know, you know, change, like, not like Obama change, like change, like when they give it to you at the store. <laughs> I think we've evolved past change. I don't like it anymore. I don't like getting handed it. Like every time I'm getting stuff and they go into each of the sections, my blood boils. I get really pissed off. It's, I don't want any of it. Don't give me the dime, especially. That's the most bitch-ass change of all the change. It's like second in value, but smallest in size. Make that make sense, okay? I don't like that bitch-ass coin. Don't give it to me, okay? I don't want it. Okay, good, good. That that was good. I am a, I'm a, I'm a pretty tall guy, you would say. I'm 6'1". I, li I like being tall and I like hanging out with short people. That's what I like to do because you just become in charge when you're with short people. 
they just like all decisions are just made with you. It's it's great. I just walk in a direction. They're like, all right, I guess we're going this way now. The tall guy's in charge. It's great. I love it. I love hanging out with the, with the short kings. I love the short kings, which is the title they chose. They, they they claim that title a lot, which is I don't think it's that flattering of a title to be a short king. You want to be a short king? It's like, doth thou needeth a booster throne? You know, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Do thou needeth a piggy? <laughs> Do thy needeth the piggyback ride around the castle, okay? Okay, I gotta move on. Hold on, wait. I was uh where did this other one go? Oh uh uh rappers rappers are always talking about uh people preying on their downfall. Uh they're always talking about that. Uh no one has ever preyed on my downfall. No one has ever preyed and because and, I was too secure as a kid. I think support I had too much support. You know, support doesn't really make you interesting. Like every morning, my mom, she'd make me apple strudel. I, 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 you don't win multiple Grammys w with a nutritional breakfast. That's not how you, you know, make the, you, you know what Kendrick Lamar has for breakfast? The hustle and the grind. That's what he has. I don't have any of those things. I don't have it. Wait. Yeah, the only exception is maybe Drake. I think Drake probably had toaster strudel a lot as a kid. Because he had a white mom, so I think that's what made the difference. Um there's a lot more to the joke, but I have to leave. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Ian Langlands. What rapper eats Malto meal? What rapper eats Malto meal? I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't listen to rap. I just, I just eat Malto meal. I don't know what the, I don't know what the fucking rapper is. Uh, we have a couple comedians left. Just to let you guys know, if you weren't here at the beginning, Joke Workshop will be moving in January to Galleria Rama on Polk Street, Mondays, 6 o'clock, and will be run by Mark Neuer. Your next comedian, clap your hands together, for Melissa Christine. Hi. I have bad news. I should not drink alcohol anymore. And I don't like it because I, I like drinking. Not like I'm an alcoholic. I'm not. It'd be okay if I was, but... I feel like being an alcoholic or an addict now is like being gay in the 90s because people are like, well, it's cool that you are, but I'm not. And I just want to make sure everyone knows that I'm not. But it's cool that you are. I don't judge you or what you do with your body. I'm just glad I'm not in your situation. I feel like that's where we're at. Uh, but what's been happening to me is I get an emotional hangover every time I drink. Like I drink the next day, I feel like shit. I hate everyone, I hate everything, I don't wanna do anything. And my therapist said this is not uncommon for women my age. And I was like, that's not fair. Women in their late 30s deserve alcohol the most. <laughs> like my demographic, we're excelling in our demanding careers, we have small children, we have houses. I mean, I don't have any of those, but that's why I deserve to drink the most. That's why I need it. But it's a clear pattern. It's happening. Um, at first, the symptoms were subtle, but now, like, a couple weeks ago, I split a bottle of wine with a nice man, yada, yada, yada. The next morning, the first thing I did was cry. And I don't know why. I just know I thought, oh, I'm awake. Um, so anyway, that's not very funny, is it? It's just true. So I'm like, okay, 
I probably shouldn't drink, but I'm trying to like negotiate with this bargain with him. Like, what if I don't have four drinks? What if I have three? No, I feel bad. Okay, two. How about one? What if I have one drink? That didn't work. What if I don't have liquor? I just have beer. What if I don't have, ba- have beer? I have wine. Okay. What if one shot of whiskey at five, eat a full meal, go to bed early, get up, do yoga, then do I feel okay? No. One glass of Sauvignon Blanc, eat a vat of chicken noodle soup, confess all my sins to Oprah in a handwritten letter, have a seance, say eight Hail Marys, sacrifice a hummingbird to Amy Winehouse, go to bed early, get up, do yoga, adopt a puppy. Can I have alcohol then? It didn't work. So I should stop drinking, but I'm not. Now I'm just like, is the fun I'm going to have tonight worth feeling bad tomorrow? So if I'm at a work dinner or like an open mic, I'm like, no, I don't need any drinks. Thank you. But at my friend's Halloween party, yeah, I need beer to play flip cup. I need a certain blood alcohol level to win this shit. It was worth that. So I continue to drink despite its consequences, which might mean I'm an alcoholic. I read the news this morning. Oh, oh my God. It was horrible. I'm never doing that again. I can't believe people do that every day. I'm Melissa Christie, and thanks for listening to me. Melissa Christine! Just so you know, alcohol is a depressant, and it doesn't mean that you're depressed at the night. Oftentimes, the depression doesn't come till the next day. So as long as you know that alcohol is a depressant, and it actually depresses you the next day, because then you're fine, because then you're like, I'm a piece of shit, but then you're like, no, I'm not. That's just the alcohol talking. So I think the key is to drink more. Uh, <laughs> join us and be a real alcoholic, you poser alcoholic. <laughs> uh, uh, but but we do have an AA meeting here on Thursdays at 8.30 if, uh, for artists, if you are interested. They've been doing that for years, and they're going to have to find a new space. Uh, bummer. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Kava to sing. Yay! Hey. Um, so the news is actually, I don't, I'm going to do the same thing as Hunaid. I'm feeling awkward today. Not that you're awkward, Hanaid. All right, you know what? I'm not, because I don't have a strong grip, because I'm a woman. Um, so I feel like the news is kind of crazy today. Um, it's, you know, Israel and, and Palestine. Uh, something I, I do find interesting are all of the people that are, like, taking positions. Um, like, uh, people are getting upset with, uh, people are getting upset that, like, DJ Khaled hasn't really said anything about Palestine. He's like a Palestinian, you know, DJ and producer, which I just think it would be weird that we're asking like the world's like most ultimate hype man to have an opinion on this issue. Like I feel like I feel like a news headline would be like Israel dropping bombs on children. He would just be like another one, you know, like I wouldn't expect him to say anything good about it. Or even like Drake, you know, people are criticizing Drake. What is he going to say? We got to protect these hoes. It's just, I can't imagine it's anything good. Channing Tatum did come out and support Palestine, which I thought was interesting. I was like, I didn't know Magic Mike had opinions. Um, but yeah, I, uh, 
I went to uh, I went to CVS to to get some Plan B, um, and I asked the associate. I was like, "What's the price?" Um, and he said fifty dollars. I was like, 50 bucks at that price. I can fall down the stairs and buy myself a $50 lobster dinner. <laughs> like if he's going to give me one pill for 50 bucks, at least make it extra strength. You know, like typically with plan B, you have three days to take it. Um, after having unprotected sex, uh, for $50, I just feel like I should have three centuries <laughs> You know, like, I just want my uterus to be so hostile that if a guy is inside me and he's like, I'm going to come, all of the sperm is just like, oh, no. Like, I just want the sperm to just be like, fall back. Please, we have to withdraw. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just want my uterus to turn into a militarized zone. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, it sees the sperm and it's like sperm spotted within 100 clicks. <laughs> Fire. You know, just something really dangerous. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just, and I, I just think it's, I'm going off on this, but I, I do think it's really silly that we get, you buy Tylenol and you get 400 pills. Okay. You buy plan B and you get one pill. It's like, what does the government think women are doing? Like, we're just going to replace our birth control with plan B. Like, I'm just going to start abusing plan B. Like I'll post up to a Super Bowl party and be like, bitches, we're having raw dog tonight. <laughs> Toss down a bunch of plan B's. I'm like, okay, Google, play abortion hits. <laughs> Just like, take a bump, take a bump. Anyone want to, you know, <laughs> do a line. Okay. What? I have one minute. Um, I, think, uh, I think Taylor Swift fans are pretty vicious, okay? I think they're really vicious and they annoy me. I'm not saying Taylor Swift annoys me, but her fans annoy me. And I think it's just because... Whenever you express disagreement with them, they're always able to like pinpoint your worst insecurities. Like you, t you they, they always have the same reaction. They'll be like, we get it. We get it. You hate Taylor. You hate women. And you can't figure out how to tame that frizzy hair of yours. <laughs> You've never been in love. It's just, it's always like the meanest stuff. And I get it. Like I too would be defensive if someone criticized my Supreme leader. Um, okay. That's all I have to say. Thank you guys. <laughs> Covetousing. Hey, that demilitarized zone joke about your uterus, there's an I-U-D-I-E-D -E joke in there for sure. Because I, yeah, because it's the same thing. Just taking plan B forever is called an IUD. Uh, yeah. And then IEDs make things a demilitarized zone because then everything blows up. That that was a funny joke and I enjoyed it. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Daraj. What's up? Things been going good for me. Uh, got a haircut. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I, I feel like it's weird. Like, I feel like I don't have enough people that are like honest with me in my life because I feel like after I get a haircut, everyone's like, oh, thank God. You know, <laughs> like, like people are like some of my guy friends are like, oh, yeah, like it was about time, man. You were things were starting to get a little wild. Things you were looking a little bad over there. You're looking a little disgusting. Like, if I was a woman and you approached me at a bar, I wouldn't mace you, dude. Like, you look... Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that got weird. Um, all right. It's not going to get less weird. This is all shit I thought of walking over here. Um, so here's something. I do feel like 
men, you know, we get we we have trouble doing like self love exercises. Like I feel like a lot of women are into it, but men not as much. But I feel like it's just because we haven't found the right exercises to do. You know, to love ourselves. Like I was in, I was in the bathroom earlier, right before this. And like the light bulb in my bathroom burned out and it was completely dark and I used my phone light coming out of the shower. And then, you know, I was seeing some shadows on the walls and I was like, wait, this is an opportunity for self-love. So I put the phone light on my dick and it was just like a huge silhouette of my dick on the wall. Like it was fucking gigantic. It was so big, dude. Like, yeah, I swung it around a little like it was fucking awesome i don't know how funny that is but that that is real that was why i was 10 minutes late to this <laughs> thanks you got the pam seal of approval <laughs> all right uh all right let's do some other shit so i did watch hamilton watch like my sister bought me tickets to hamilton i'll tell you what hated that shit did not fuck with it it's not it's not like i don't like hamilton like i like specifically it's just like i don't i don't really fuck with plays like as a medium i don't fuck with plays like i feel like plays like they're for people who want to seem smart but are too lazy to read a book like i think that's the target demographic there like, I, I fucking hate plays like dude if i was in the audience when abraham lincoln got shot i'd be like thank god now they're going to end this shit early. I, I was going to do that to myself, so he, he took one for the team, you know? Like, Honest Abe was awesome, dude. He died the way he lived. Like, first he freed the slaves, then he freed all the dudes stuck at plays. Like, that's, a, that's an American hero. Like, I feel like adults should not be in plays, dude. Like, adults being in plays is like a failure of society. Like, that's what happens when you don't bully a theater kid hard enough. He grows up and starts doing Hamlet monologues and shit. Like, oh, Horatio, I knew, like, shut up, dude. Fucking talk about something that happened in the last 200 years. Big theater kid crowd, huh? <laughs> uh, anyway, I was swinging my dick around earlier. That was, like... Yeah, that was, but there was a silhouette, the light up was on. That, that was what you guys were responding to the best. So I figured I might as well talk about that some more. I'm, I'm telling you guys, you, you guys should try it, dude. You guys should, like, I feel like I stumbled on something pretty amazing. Like, the light, like, that's equivalent to Thomas Edison having that apple fall on his head and discovering gravity, you know? Like, I, I really think, okay. <laughs> you guys are cool. Give it up for Pam, everybody. Taraj, yay! With the, that's the only time your penis will actually scare anyone when it's three feet long on the wall, right? <laughs> no, I mean with the shadow too. It's fun. It's like shadow. I didn't mean I've never seen a stick, so I don't know. But I just think I, I think that was a very funny concept, and I enjoyed it very much, Taraj. I've never heard anyone say that in comedy in twelve years. I've never heard anybody talk about their dick as a shadow on the wall. All the dick jokes I've heard, I've never heard that one. So, kudos for creativity. Uh, your next comedian, there's two left. Clap your hands together for Melinda. Oh my God, why is everything all so tall up there? Okay, hi. So 
I love Halloween and I'm so pissed off it's over. Um, so, you know, one of the best things about Halloween was horror movies. And, you know, I love horror movies. They're just like the best trends. So one of the trends I'm going to talk about now is the idea of these um, AI horror movies. You know, the robot horror movies. Big thing now. First started with that movie Megan. Did anyone see Megan? People don't watch movies. Okay, Megan. It was like a little... 10-year-old robot girl that was supposed to befriend another little 10-year-old girl. And then she started killing people and shit. Um, but the robot, I don't know if anyone saw this. It was a great movie because it's this little, you know, thing. And I think, just so you know, I don't know if anyone knows this, children are hitting puberty sooner. So by 10, you're hitting puberty now. Did anyone know this? This is actual medical fact. <laughs> Pretty fucked up. Um, so... I figured this little thing, little AI thing, was hitting puberty. That would make so much sense why the thing was talking back, talking sass, and going on a killing, killing rampage. Now, what I really want to see, because, you know, they killed, of course, the robot at the end of the movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, I would like them to see them bring Megan back now as a 50-year-old AI robot. Because that thing going through menopause, that killing spree will be epic. But yeah, that was not it. But with the most recent one of the AI movies that came out, Five Nights at Freddy's, anyone see that? Oh my God, people, what is wrong with you? Chuck E. Cheese, does anyone remember Chuck E. Cheese? Yes, Chuck E. This movie is basically a Chuck E. Cheese that is closed down and the robot things that are in there go on a killing spree and kill the guys that like work the janitor shift and anybody else who's stupid enough to go in there. Um... So the first thing, Five Nights at Freddy's is sort of, you know, it's a basic plot. It's a classic plot. How can you go wrong with this? They got really touchy-feely, and they got into, like, this sort of woke, we have to understand everyone's trauma sort of shit. You know, they did a lot of talking, a lot of processing in that movie, which was, you know, eh, you know, it sort of got took it away from the just killing of the robots and the robots killing people. I mean, that was really what we all came to see. They had another movie from a few years back, which is basically the same movie, and this is the one I'm recommending everyone see, is Willy's um, Wonderland. Um, it was like, I think in 2018, maybe later, Nicolas Cage is in this. Yeah, he, and he's amazing. He has no lines in the whole movie. He's the main person in the movie. He has no lines. Basically, he spends the whole movie... You know, because he's supposed to be this night janitor at this, you know, closed down Chuck E. Cheese type place. Um, uh, basically taking his break, slugging back sodas and playing pinball or cleaning the place really well. Like they do these epic cleaning montages. I mean, I want Nicolas Cage cleaning my house. It was so impressive. I mean, that and kicking, you know, keeping me away from evil is really what I want a man. Man who doesn't speak, can clean really well and can keep, keep me away from evil and anything that might attack me, love that. But yeah, no, Nicolas Cage, after the only other thing you would do is like kick some fucking robot ass and make it into bloody piles of everything, which I mean, you have to, it's terrible, <laughs> terrible, disgusting, spoiler alert on why there's blood coming out of the AI robots, but there was blood everywhere. But it was the best fucking movie ever. I highly recommend that. I mean, because that's what you want. I do not want a movie that makes me woke I want to make a movie that makes me awake all night in terror for a horror movie. I mean, but that is the best one. That and um, the one other ones I'm going to recommend is nothing about AI. 
Sloth. Killer Sloth movie. Slother House. Slother House. Killer Sloth. And it uses the zombie rules. While you think it should be slow, it actually moves really fucking fast and kills you. And yeah, so that is my review of what horror movies you should see coming up, people. So, you know, and that's my, my set, basically. Yay! Cinema Choices with Melinda. I, would, I guess that when the robots bleed, it's oil, but maybe they have special red oil or something, but I can't imagine that. A robot would bleed unless it was in Westworld. Those robots can bleed, so I don't know. Depends. Pick your robots. Uh, your last comedian of the night. Thank you all for staying. Clap your hands together for Dan Guan. I'm going to do a whole movie marathon, all of just that, especially. That was, that was amazing. I, um, uh, so I guess to start things off, uh, how do we feel? Uh, do we like clubbing? How do we feel about clubbing? All right, well, all right, the movie the movie lover loves clubbing. The rest of the comics hate clubbing. That 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 checks out basically. This is what we do. We don't even go fucking go out. We just we all we do is just basically tell jokes. That's all we really fucking do. Um, no, I also hate clubbing too. I hate clubbing because I I feel jealous of other people because I have no rhythm. Right, like I feel awkward about dancing, and I think it's and I I think I figured out why. The weird thing about it especially is that when I hang out with a lot of my other friends, like all my Latino friends, like going to reggaeton clubs or we like going to salsa dancing. If I like going out to my, some of my other black friends, we like going to see like some hip hop. Uh, all my Asian friends are the two most popular, like the clubs we like to go to are EDM and hip hop, which, uh, really doesn't, which really doesn't surprise me just because like, when you go to an EDM concert, really there's no such thing as a rhythm when all you need to do is roll on Molly. Like that's just amazing. It's just all you need to do. Okay, cool. That was just a open thought. That was just an open, open thought. Um, let's see, uh, people are talking about, uh, people not dating people with Android phones. I also have an Android phone. I find that to be really difficult to date here as well. Uh, I asked some of my female friends about it too. One of my female friends said, she said, oh, there's like an association that guys with Android phones are drug dealers. And I'm like, that's pretty preposterous, right? Cause a drug dealer would never give out his product on the first date. Like that's just preposterous, right? Okay, terrible punchline. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, you guys been hearing more about this, like how AI is like taking over people's jobs, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it. I think it's something that we have to address, right? Sometimes in like bad ways, sometimes in good ways. Uh, early today in my company, the VP sent out an email and said, "Hey guys, look, I know you guys are using ChatGPT in your work, and that's cool. Just try to limit the use of it." Uh, which I think is a very odd email for a VP to send out because I think it makes work so much better. Uh, like my engine, like I worked as engineer, he writes all his emails exclusively with ChatGPT, and they're telling him to stop using it. Which I was like, dude, that's crazy because all his emails now sound so human. Like it's just you know, like it's just it's just, it's. I think he should just keep keep doing it. Honestly, um, let's see, let's see, uh. Meanwhile, while I was at work, uh, I was talking to my female coworkers and we were talking about periods because uh, you run out of stuff to talk about the water cooler. And uh, she was asking, she was just basically telling me about like her experience with cramps. And then at one point she was just like, well, guys don't have the luxury of experiencing this. Like, I bet wet dreams are awesome, which is a very preposterous thought to have, right? Because I'm just like, dude. I never have an awesome wet dream. Like those are, they're very awkward when you have as a kid, right? Because most of the time when I have one, it's just like, I don't even remember what I was exactly dreaming when I have one. Like I'll just remember vague images. And then when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll check down. I'll be like, oh shit. Dude, am I attracted to cheese? Like what's going on here? <laughs> like this, 
is okay that's just a me thing cool cool I'm, I'm 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 revealing a lot about myself right here today this is this is phenomenal um let's see let's see uh i tried out that joke okay i okay let's do this joke uh I, and you guys speak multiple languages we, we speak multiple languages guys cool two people all right cool I, I speak three languages actually uh so i speak three other languages yeah i speak um i speak chinese i speak french uh, and I speak pretentiousness. That's how, yeah, that's six. Those are the three languages. Yeah. Speaking French is like a very odd option. I, I picked it in school because I thought one day if all this shit goes to bed, I'm going to move to Quebec. That's what I'm going to do. Um, weird thing about it too, especially like when they, they don't normally see a Chinese guy speaking French, like people get really confused because they mostly look at that and say, wow, that's the, that Vietnamese guy speaks really good French or he's hella gay. Like that's just really okay cool cool now 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 i am outing myself like here okay cool 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 thanks pam appreciate it appreciate it mm. uh i will think i'll just leave you on that one actually honestly thanks a lot guys dan guan everyone hooray um so this is weird i'm down i'm back here um the only thing i have for my ex-boyfriend that i care about is his netflix password and I love it because I'm downloading the new interventions right now. And this is very funny because the three I'm downloading right now are Tim, Dan, and Pam. And my dad's name is Tim and my brother's name is Dan and my name is Pam. And we're all in a row on intervention right now, which is fantastic. But we're not, obviously it's not my dad. And obviously I haven't gone through intervention because I wouldn't be going to Greece. I'd be going to rehab, which would probably be just as fun. Um, but thank you for being here tonight. In January, things are going to change a little bit. It'll be Sundays will still be at Danker with Dakota. Mondays will be at Gallery Arama at 6 o'clock with Mark Neuer. Tuesdays, OMG is going to be a roving group of people until people start hating it so much that we just let it go. Wednesdays is going to be Mars Bar with Lauren Kraut. Thursdays is going to be called Happy Hour, but it's going to be at Bar Dolores, and it's going to be with Emily Rudolph. And then Saturdays will be atlas with spencer divine so there'll still be six open mics a week the only day you'll lose is friday which doesn't really matter because everyone's booked on fridays anyways you don't need an open mic uh, but that'll be the change for january through uh june so there you go and uh tomorrow we're at omg and i know that it sucks but it's fine and there's two for one drinks so it's it's fun it'll come out um, all right, thanks for staying, all of you. It's very kind of you for stay f to stay for one another. Bye. Yay. Mess with me, President Pete. California.
I'm no spring chicken, but I'm not an old lady. I know the names of all the members of Odd Future, but I didn't have the internet in college. I can party like a 20-year-old, but it takes me almost a week to recover. Sometimes I'm a tired mother taking her kids to the park, and other times I'm a petulant teenager giving the finger to a speeding FedEx truck. I idle right in the middle. I don't know when middle age starts exactly. According to my current edition of the Oxford English Dictionary, middle age is the period of life between young adulthood and old age, now usually regarded as between about 45 and 60. Sixty? Nice try, Oxford. middle age begins once you start looking forward to eating dinner before 6.30 or when you call the cops on your next door neighbors when they have a party.
something look i admit i wasn't perfect no one is perfect that's a fact speaking of facts don't you think we all need to take a minute and decide who is right and who is wrong every side is different it's just that my side seems more right i'm not just saying that because it's my side i think a lot of other people would agree with me if given the chance if I upset you in some way, please know that wasn't my intention. I didn't know how sensitive you were. It's obvious I can set you off very easily. That's not an insult. It's just an observation. I think it would help if we talked about this more and argued about who is telling the truth. I would like to see you in person and tell you how the situation has affected me. I may use this opportunity to bring up other times you have hurt me in the past. If possible, I would like to hurt you back. Either way, I want to be in control. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call, telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove. For the first time in my life, I see I need love. There I was, giggling about the games that I had played with many hearts, and I'm not saying no names. Then the thought occurred, tear drops made my eyes burn, cause I said to myself, look what you've done to her. I can feel it inside, I can't explain how it feels. All I know is that I'm never dishing of the raw deal, playing make-believe, pretending that I'm true. Holding in my laugh as I say that I love you Saying I'm more, kissing you on the ear Whispering I love you and I'll always be here Although I often reminisce, I can't believe that I found A desire for true love floating around Inside my soul, because my soul is cold One half of me deserves to be this way till I'm old But the other half needs affection and joy And the warmth that is created by a girl and a boy I need love Say, ooh, girl, you're so sweet. It's deja vu, and 
forever I'm with you I could until then never telling you what I do but where you at you're neither here nor there I swear I can't find you anywhere damn sure ain't in my closet or under my rug this love search is really making me bug and if you know who you are why don't you make yourself seen take a chance with my love and you'll find out what I mean fantasies can run but they can't hide and when I find you I'ma pour all my love inside I need love Hospital bed. 